So you want to start a small business, but not sure what type of business to start. Or on the other hand, you have too many ideas and sort of consider yourself as a multi-passionate entrepreneur. Now, obviously, you don't want to put all your time and energy into a business that might not be right for you in the long run. In today's episode, I want to take you through four steps to make sure you're starting the right kind of business for you. Leave with the tools knowing exactly what business will fulfill your needs, wants, and as well provide you with a healthy work and home life balance. Welcome to the Brand Made Podcast. Thanks for joining me here, self-made listeners. I'm your host, Olivia Goodenough. I want you to start off by thinking when you were a lot younger and reality or practicality hadn't really set in. So around probably the age of eight, when someone asks you, what do you want to do or be when you grow up? Personally, for me, I never said start my own business. I think my two options were ballet dancer or hairdresser. But usually the older we get, the more unrealistic some of our dreams were. However, today with the connections we can make online and the tools and softwares available to us are incredible and really it's never been more possible to start your own business. However, many years ago to create your website you had to learn coding and actually hire a professional to build it for you if you actually wanted it secure and in a functioning order. But nowadays we can just sign up to WordPress, Squarespace or Wix and get creating ourselves. We are living in a time where you can pretty much learn anything online and that shouldn't overwhelm, but empower you to start whatever it is that you want to do. So I'd like you to do just an exercise and grab pen and paper and now think about when you were younger. uh, What is it that you used to enjoy? What did you love to do? Maybe it was cooking, maybe it was a certain hobby you did after school, um try and reconnect reconnect and rekindle what it was that you enjoyed and then think about also what you enjoy now um as maybe a 20 year old so think about that too don't think if it's going to make you money yet because um we're not at that stage we just want to figure out what is it that we love to do so you should have two lists both of them with about five to ten things but one of them with um, what you used to love to do when you were younger and then one probably more recent things. Now maybe it's time getting a little bit more realistic. What are you good at? What are your strengths and maybe think about what are your weaknesses? Some of you may be very self-aware about your own strengths and weaknesses. It's no secret that I am dyslexic. So hence I picked a podcasting platform and transcribe my episodes. It's definitely better to get a clear idea on what you're good at now than rather picking something and finding it really tricky. So if you're finding it tricky to come up with obviously a list of your own strengths and weaknesses, you can take a personality test that can help you and give you some guidance to some of your strengths and weaknesses. I don't think you should take a online personality test too seriously and pigeonhole yourself into a one personality because really I think we have different life experiences that obviously come into account and I think we should look at probably personality as more of a spectrum rather than we're just one type. But to give yourself some background and uh, guidance within your strengths and weaknesses, then definitely do it. I um, did the 16 personality test 
I came out as a INFJ T, which I think it's pretty accurate, but I wouldn't be surprised if I did the test again and came out slightly different. But what my results told me was I'm passionate, rarely settle for good enough. I'm creative and enjoy finding perfection solutions for people that I care about. Generally, an INFJ, we aim to use our strengths and uh, uh, we genuinely use our strengths for the greater good. But my weaknesses are highly sensitive to criticism and I can definitely agree to that. Therefore, we can come off very defensive and have I've definitely known this for, for a while. Um, I'm also well aware of my perfectionist ways. Apparently, we are always fixated on perfecting rather than appreciating what we have. Um, and all this I do really relate to, but I have read through some of the other personalities and I do think I have some traits from other ones. So it's a good idea to do it, to get an idea, but um, maybe read some of the other ones too. So if you have time right now, I would suggest going onto the 16 personality website to do the test. They also have a section suggesting compatible career options for your personality type, which could also help you. Um, mine, I think, came out as counsellor, psychologist, teacher and social worker or yoga instructor as my first and foremost appropriate uh, careers. But then they also have suggested um, probably the arts, I think it was, like drawings and um, <clears throat> career in writing, music and photography, design and art. So don't be unsettled if what you want to do isn't written down within your results. Um, doesn't mean you won't be good at it. So now it gets a bit harder. What do you like and that you are good at? Plus, can you actually get paid for it? Because let's face it, if you're starting a business, you need to make money. I don't think it should be your first and foremost motivator to start, but I think the end goal is to obviously um, make doing what you love your full-time career. Therefore, you need to be making obviously a decent income to live off. So without thinking about how much money you want to make, maybe start thinking about what business you can start that you would enjoy and would be good at. For example, you might have on your list, um, you love baking and your strengths are teaching but you don't have uh, the money to start a bakery shop and you're not a massive fan of working to uh, deadlines so instead maybe you start a blog for baking come up with your own recipes a youtube channel dedicating to teaching others how to bake online later down the line you could start a vip live stream baking episode where a small group can talk to you and interact with you whilst you're teaching them and this kind of spirals um, the different income streams you can create from it. You can start um, affiliate links to all the tools and equipments you use and gain commission um, from that. You could also start selling your own branded merch like aprons, wooden spoons and um, drop ship these if you wanted to as well. Your business doesn't have to just be one income stream. You can do multiple. That's the best part starting a business. But really it's up to you where you want to take it and the direction and who you want to help serve. Um, because actually you might not want to help home bakers, you just want to help brides-to-be who have smaller budgets and you want to give them all the support and tools to DIY their own wedding cake so they don't have to spend out more money for a professional but still have a beautiful cake on the day. So that means you're sort of niching down there but that's if that's who you want to help because maybe you've experienced the... Um, 
the costs of weddings and you've realized you want to find or create some other options for people then that's really that's really great and that's where your passion lies um so definitely sit down and think about what it is that you like and try and make a list of all the income streams that could um could go underneath this it doesn't have to obviously be a youtube channel that's not for everyone Um, or it could be a podcast a blog and it doesn't have to just be informational pieces you can definitely set up your own services if that's what you'd like to do and you want to work with one-to-one on people instead of selling online think about what does the world need more or less of start to look at the bigger context your business fits into we should all be starting a business that does more good it doesn't need to obviously fix global warming and poverty or all the other problems in the world but it should be created for good and not causing more negative lasting effects or impact on the world Therefore, you could do every sale you make, a percentage could go to charity. Every delivery you send could be carbon neutral and packaging in recycled materials. Every t-shirt you sell on your site could be made from recyclable t-shirts or like some cosmetic brands. They have the option you can recycle the packaging by giving it back. You could do this with t-shirts that people purchase from you if you they don't like um, or don't want it anymore that they can return them back to you and then you can um, either take them to a clothing bank or have um, pre-loved section on your website at a cheaper rate. This shows that you're trying to do what you love but also be um, ethically minded about it and not contribute towards waste. Or the intention with your business doesn't have to be so obvious but it does need to start with good intentions whether you want to teach entertain inspire help or even motivate motivate other people through your business make sure you're also being mindful and ethical about the impact you're making too because future generations definitely will thank you the next point is critical step. What does your ideal work day look like? What time do you want to wake up in the morning? When and where do you want to work? Do you want to travel? You're probably going to fit into laptop lifestyle, running your business from the comfort of your laptop. Therefore, running an Etsy shop online um, might be tricky to travel with all the materials packaging and inventory unless you're drop shipping items or creating digital products so bear that in mind when you're thinking about certain businesses to start you might also have a family to support and look after so there might be certain hours that you can only dedicate towards your business so think about that too and where you are in your sort of life and if you're thinking about starting a family or Um, already pregnant and you want to start working from home Um, travel might not be within your plans at that stage so definitely think about the future as well when you're thinking about your perfect work day and what will be the most sustainable option and um, fulfilling for you so this exercise is about just gaining a clear idea on what you want your perfect work day to sort of look like take a moment now to close your eyes and just think about different scenarios of different businesses in your head and what that looks like do you get up really early and get it all done before 12 o'clock or are you um, more relaxed in the morning and just have a few 
I don't know, um, client meetings throughout the day. So just sort of like play your ideal day through your head. So you might realize that actually you're more comfortable to be grounded and have a comfortable home office or sort of London studio set up for your little business. Um, and just try and imagine what is included. Do you have a table for you to make and take pictures of your handmade products or are you ready to sit at your desk and sort of check your schedule for your client call meetings over Zoom? After this exercise, you should have a better understanding on how you want your workday to look like and feel. You may come to the end of this exercise that you want to have more freedom in your day and be able to take extra long lunches, jump on a plane at a moment's notice, and you don't want to have um, restrictions like client calls, etc. Make sure you are picking the right type of business to start for your wants, needs, there's no right or wrong here. I've given you a lot of food for thought now. It's time to use all the questions and methods within this episode to find your ideal small business. There are always going to be a few extraneous factors such as how much money you have to invest from the start will also affect the type of business you can actually start. Usually service-based businesses are on one of the cheaper options because you don't need money for materials or inventory. Make sure you think about what the future model of your business could look like when you start outsourcing and what areas you want to be in charge of. By now, you should have two lists of hobbies and activities that you loved when you were younger and another with more recent ones. An understanding of your strengths and weaknesses, an idea of your suggested career path as a result of your personality test, what kind of impact you want to make on the world and what good you want it to achieve. Plus clarity on how you see your ideal business workday and how you want it to feel, what it would look like for you. Obviously setting up and running a business might not look like the day you envisioned of, but that's the end goal. With these six exercises, you can walk away with a better understanding, knowing what type of business would fulfill your needs once out of life. So do take the time to think about what it is that you want to do every day. There are always going to be some elements that you're not a massive fan of and some stressful elements too, but essentially you should be doing something you love that outweighs um, the stressful times. Thank you to all the self-made listeners for tuning into the Brand Made podcast. I really hope this episode motivated you. If you found it helpful, please do share it with your other fellow business owners and get in touch with me over on Instagram. The link is in the description bar. Once again, I really appreciate you all and I hope to see you here next week. Have a wonderful day and goodbye for now.